Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keeper of the Lost Cities. Um, sorry, I haven't been able to, um, like, upload, guys. Uh, baseball got in the way. And, yeah. COVID. So, yeah. Uh, here we go. The world rang in her ears, pounding uh, with her heartbeat. Cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. As in started, then stopped. She closed her eyes to stop uh, stop the room from spinning. It was until her lungs burned that she realized she'd stopped breathing. She hugged her chest as her body shuddered. Iggy crawled up her shoulder and snuggled into her neck like she uh, like he knew she needed a friend. It didn't help. She couldn't think she couldn't move. She wasn't sure she would ever be able to function again. Then the front door opened, and somehow she made it to her feet, scrubbing tears away with the black with the back of her hand as Grady and Annaline entered the room. Bum, bum, bum. What's wrong? Grady asked. Her chest heaved as she choked back a sob. A messenger brought the skull from. Etern uh Eternal Ha yeah 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 e- Eternalia But Iggy ripped it. Grady gasped and rushed for the skull, but Sophie turned and fled upstairs. I mean as says Sophie turned and fled upstairs. Dragging a chair in front uh uh in front of it for for added sixty mm-hmm. Sorry guys. Sophie slammed her door, dragging a chair in front of it for extra, for added security. Grady pounded outside, begging her to let him in, but she ignored him. She collapsed on the bed and buried her face against Hella to muffle the sobs. Eventually, the knocking stopped. She lowered the shades and sank into darkness, wrapping it around her like a blanket of misery. Then she curled into a ball and cried herself to sleep. Uh, yay. Well, not yay, but still. I've already read, so I know what happened, so sorry if I sound bored. The the nightmares were unbearable. This time, the whole world burned, leaving her alone. She woke up screaming, but couldn't stop shaking. Her eyes were red and puffy. And her chair and her hair was a disaster, but she didn't have the energy to care. Getting out of bed felt like a tremendous accomplishment. The only effort she gave her appearance was to wear the ruined crest for her uniform. If anyone asked, she'd blame Iggy. She went straight to the elite master, but Grady and Adeline were waiting under the uh, glittering crystal. Foxfire, she yelled, refusing to acknowledge them. I locked it down, Grady explained. When the crystals didn't move, Adeline stared at the gaping hole in Sophie's cape, biting her lip. You really need to talk about this. There's nothing to talk about. You don't owe me anything. I'm not your daughter. Their faces crumbled at her words, but she was too angry to care. No, it's fine. I thought we were a family, but I was wrong. 
I can't replace Jolene, and I guess you don't want me to. As though the words left a sour taste on her tongue, but she ignored it. Even if they both, even when they both fell back a step, the name, like the name Jolie, was a physical blow. Sorry, guys. She wanted them to hurt. They deserved it. There, we talked. Can I go? I want you to come straight home after school, Grady ordered, but but his voice was hollow. We need to talk regardless of what you think. Sophie ignored him. Sophie, we're still your guardians, and and you have to do what we say. Her eyes flashed as they meant his. Fine. If you want to keep up this charade, I will play along. Would you like a hug while we're at it? Should I tell you I love you again? Adeline covered her mouth to hold back a sigh. Grady paled. No, just have a good day at school. He, um, snapped his fingers in a crystal spontelay, obeying uh, her earlier command. She looked away, but Adeline muffled, she looked away, but Adeline muffled sobs made her stomach turn. Even the rushing warmth couldn't erase the cold emptiness as the light swept her away. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a little bit of a stuffy nose right now. Uh, let's see how much longer. Okay, not bad. You look like you lost a fight with the Yeti, uh, Jensi said, pointing to the hole in her cape. His smile faded when she didn't return it. Everything okay? Fine. She threw her books into her locker. One in... Wait. Oh, my bad. That's ricocheted. One ricocheted and landed on her foot, and she kicked it and muttered a few words that she wasn't supposed to say. Okay, then, he said, sinking away. Watch out, he whispered to Dex and Morella. Sophie slammed her lock gear and stomped off without acknowledging them. Um, yep, no, my bad. Sophie slammed her locker and stomped off without acknowledging them. She tried hiding in the library during lunch, but Dex tracked her down. How long are you going to give it? How long are you going to give to give everyone the silent treatment. He asked, not even attempting to use the library appropriate voice. The librarian glared at him. I don't want to talk about it, she mumbled. But I might be able to help. Nope, no one can. No one can help, but thanks for trying. You really want me to leave you alone? She nodded. He sighed. Okay, if you change your mind, thanks. She watched him go, torn between relief that he was gone and only so deep her chest Felt ripped apart. Dex must have warned everyone to leave her alone because no one sat with her in the study hall. <clears throat> Bianca dropped her note in the lap as she passed by. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Sophie blinked back tears as she read the note a second and third time. She still had her friends until they found out she was a freak. She was, at least, uh, until they figured, uh, until they found out what a freak she was. At least, and 
they would uh, help her through this once she was ready to tell them. Violet rose in her throat when the bells rang. She didn't want to go home. It wasn't home anymore. If they didn't want her, what was the point of staying? Maybe Grady and Adeline felt the same way. Maybe they wanted to talk to her about leaving. Total sick. Totally sick. She moved. She moved sloth-like to her locker, to triple check. She had all of her homework supplies. Then she took the long way to the leap master. Her footsteps echoing the empty halls. All too soon she was there. She started. She stared at the crystals, unable to give the command. What are you doing here, Foster? Keith asked. Coming up behind her, don't tell me you had to go to the healing center again. Nope, just lost track of time. You fanned the air. Phew, those are some pretty strong emotions. Can't tell what they are, but they don't feel good. You look, she looked away, avoiding his close scrutiny. I'm, I assume you don't want to talk about it? She glared at the ground, and I doubt I'll be able to guess. So, I'm not sure where that leaves us. Havenfield, she commanded. Glad her voice held steady. She could see him shrug uh, out the corner of it, uh, a corner of her eye. Uh, candle shade, he called. Their eyes met the crystal spun overhead. Well, I hope you have a good night, he said, and stepped towards the beam of light. Don't worry, I won't. Oh, shoot. Nope, nope. You guys are still here. Uh, Grady worked in the pasture, clipping uh, uh, Gildy's claws. Sophie waited for him to yell at her for being late, but when he met her eyes, all she saw was sorrow. Do you want to talk now? She kept her tone cold. Let me finish up here first. She stared, she stalked inside, collapsing on her bed. She dug out her iPod, shoved in the earbuds and, earbuds and switched to her angry playlist. The screaming was drawing at first. It had been so long since she'd heard what, uh, that kind of music. But after a minute, the familiar numbness sank in. She closed her eyes. This was what she needed, not to feel, not to care. She would never care about anyone ever again. Someone grabbed her hand and she bolted up it. Grady's mouth moved, but she couldn't hear him over the screaming and brass. She toyed with the idea of letting him keep talking. He didn't seem to realize she couldn't hear him, but decided it would be mature. Decide, but decided to be mature. She pulled out her earbuds. What did you say? The loud song continued to blast from the tiny speakers. Grady frowned. Is that music? Really? Do you want to talk on my taste in bands? He sighed. No. He sat on the edge of her bed and scowled and skewed to the far corner. The more space between them, the better. Where's Adeline? She couldn't. He shook his head. This wasn't easy for us, you know. She backed back the sarcastic comment on the tip of her tongue. She wanted to uh, 
this conversation over. Look, it's your choice and you made it. No point in explaining it. But you understand why we can't. I don't have to. You're, you have your reason. They're none of my business. Grady bit his lip. Well, we're sorry. Me too. He stood to leave, but turned back. This isn't your fault, you know. Uh, this isn't your fault. You know that, right? She snorted. Just let me know when I should start packing. Grady said something else, but she, uh, she'd already popped her earbuds back in. Do you guys ever wish, like, the book would, like, tell us what the sarcastic comment was or, like, what the person was thinking? Because, like, that'd be, like, it'd kind of be, like, funny, kind of like an inside joke, you know? Well, anyway, Sophie leaned back and let the angry music tone out uh, the world. When the playlist ended, it was dark outside. A tray of food waited for her on the table by her bed. She took a couple of bites, but her stomach swirled in protest. So she took the tray back to the kitchen, hoping she won't run into gradient and run on the way. She was almost back to safety of her room when she saw the light seeping through the cracks in Jolie's door. Curiosity uh, trumpeted over anger, and she tiptoed down the hall, pressing her ear against the smooth wood. It's only making it worse, Grady, my murmured. Let's go to bed. You need some rest. I want to sleep in here, Adeline insisted. No, we agreed we you wouldn't do that anymore. A sigh cut through the sense. Do you think we made the wrong decision, Adeline whispered? I don't know. Me neither. Me either. Fabric rustled. She looked so hurt. Do you think we should? Do you think she'd actually want to stay with us now? Yes, Sophie wanted to tell them. Yes. If you really want me, uh, oops. If you really want me to, besides, I thought you said it was too hard having her around. He added quietly, she does remind me of her. A teeny sob cut through the signs. How does she know about Jolie? Alden must have told her, or maybe Dex. Fabric wrestled again. Annaline, come on, you can't sleep here. Just for tonight, she begged. I need to be in here. Grady sighed. Just tonight. And I'm staying with you. The bed creaked and the light turned off. Sophie stood there. letting the muffled sobs for a long time. Before padding back to her room and crawling into bed. She tried to imagine what it felt like for Grady and Emmeline. How much they must miss Jolie. How hard it must be to spend time every day without her. How lonely it must be to live in a world where no one else really understood what they'd lost. It was almost enough to make her forgive them. Almost. For now, it was easier to try and forget them. That is the end of chapter 39. Uh, I really hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, Have an amazing week and bye.